What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain Jamie Fox, Jamie fucking Fox. I'm so stoked for this. It was a great time hanging with him. He drops like 10 different impressions. We rap about the creative process. One inspires him. Awesome time sitting down with one of the legends and icons in entertainment. So man, you have a ton of accomplishments, a ton of things that you yeah. can be proud of, yeah. but what is it that makes you happy? What makes me happy, man, is seeing the result of you creating something in your living room or in your bathroom, an idea, a joke, a song, and then seeing the whole world repeat it. Like when I when I was on In Living Color, everybody was in, was competing. Back that was 92, 93. We were competing on that show. Jim Carrey, the Wayans brothers, we was like who could come up with the line or the joke that everybody will say the next day on Monday like I came up with uh, playing this character and I was like I'll rock your world and then next thing you know I'll rock your world became t-shirts and all these or uh, or she take my money <laughs> to, to actually come up with that to barge in on Kanye's studio session when I wasn't on the record and they say just come up with something and then sing that line and then be in Milan in Italy and sing it and watch people who don't necessarily know how to speak all English, but they know the line. That's the most incredible thing. If, if it's a true artist, it ain't about the money. It's not about the brand. It's not about any of that. It's about did I move the people? And it, and it, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the whole world. It could be like a niche, like 30 people out of all of these thousands knew that thing that you did. And so that's what makes me happy, man, because it's like it's it's it, it's the ultimate it's the, it's the ultimate gratification, you know, because it's like now and now in social media, it can happen that quick. Fast. Like, you know, back in the day, you know, you had to read about it. If you were now, people could tell you either you suck. That sucked. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that again. Instant or feedback or we, we dig it. So uh, that that's what it's about. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. It seems like, you know, no matter what you're doing, we're all like a force and that force yeah. needs an effect. If you're the yeah. wind, you need the tall grass exactly. to blow over. Exactly. You need the trees to you bend. Need, oh, man. So, you know. so eloquent. That was said so eloquent. Yeah. And where, where does that come from, though? These ideas, these things. You know what, man? That's God or, or whatever you believe in, whatever. Mm -hmm. the, because if you think about it, music is an interesting thing. Like music just is just hanging out somewhere and people are able to grab it and access it. You know, I don't know where music comes from. We don't know where those sounds come from or where does the lyric come from. The same with jokes. Like my whole life has always been. I've always been funny and around other funny people. And then I think some of it is uh, watching people. Like growing up, I always watched the Tom Jones show or, or this is way young. This is way 
before you guys' times, but like watching Johnny Carson or Sammy Davis Jr., some of these old heads who sung, danced, you know, did it all, like uh, Dean Martin and, and Frank Sinatra and those guys. So after you have the natural blessing of the talent, it's seeing how, oh, that's how I put it together. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching... If you're watching Richard Pryor, okay, that's how I put my set together. Or if you're watching Eddie Murphy, oh, that's how you make it a, a superstar look. Because Eddie was interesting. He was able to do all of that. Uh, and for, for some of the young guys, some of the young millennials out there, I was talking about Eddie Murphy the other day. It was like, oh, ain't that the dude to be in the forest with the, with the animals <laughs> like and stuff? Yeah, it, that's what they know. I said, but I knew him when he would, when he had on the blue leather and he was talking trash, you know, and he was, he made being a comedian like fly. Like nobody did that. Yeah. You know, so when you watch Kevin Hart that's an exact sort of uh, 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 the DNA of what Eddie was you well know. that almost provides a scaffolding right yeah, it's like yeah. learning from all of these different people is the scaffolding yeah. for the inspiration that yeah, comes man. from the muse yeah. from God from yeah. wherever from wherever yeah. it is there's yeah. this uh, the guy who talks about stories who says a great story is a story that got it right as yeah. if there's true stories yeah. out there yeah. and you just pull a true story yeah. in and then you get it right yeah, man. and I can see that that same thing for music like there's true music out there true there's music, real music yeah. and when you have something good it's just you got it right you got just it right it in. And, and it's a you know it's when you get the music and like a, a Quincy Jones will say hey hey man shit I'm gonna tell you man shit man it's it's pocket baby <laughs> what pocket man when we did Michael Jackson man 54 million records man you know it was the pocket and the different Rod Tipperton man I mean you know PYT Thriller <laughs> Beat It man it's the pocket you know he would talk about him then he talked about Frank Sinatra Frank Sinatra baby I mean you know he's just blessed man anointed man you know he was you know he's gangster too man gangster was true gang so all of these different things or when you hear from the legends or you or when you see Diddy in the studio and and when he talks about music and Diddy's telling the the the, the engineer I need it right here I need it right in my face I need it two inches from my face he was like what does that mean he's you know what I mean turn them knobs damn it and then all of a sudden the music actually does do this and and his method was taking songs that had already been created and you know flipping them into something else and now you look at the young cats today like Drake who does that same method now only he takes his incredible wit, his incredible lyrics, and then places it on top of some of the meats that, that I grew up with. You know, mm-hmm. when you hear him and resample a, a, a genuine beat or Joe the beat, and then to see him, you know, that's fun. That's when you know you're living long when the sample is actually what was your day. Like, oh, right. that's a sample now? <laughs> People go like, oh, I remember the 90s. I remember the 90s. That was my era. You know, so, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely what you said. It's definitely out there. And you said Quincy talked about being in the pocket. We call that being in flow right now being in the zone right is there anything that you do to get yourself there or is this something that just i mean i'm not stuff that i want to say on camera man (laughs) you know i mean sometimes you know you gotta go to the bathroom and just you know get yourself in a situation no i mean you know what listen it it it, it used to be that way it used to be like you know back in the day you look at richard Pryor and okay he did a a narcotic whatever it was and we were like oh maybe we have to follow that right but you know that that wears your tread down that wears you down so i I just had to, I wake up and, and do a, I wake up and do like this mental check system. I'm in this situation. I'm in a, in a situation where I'm able to create and that's my job. And then I look at what I could have been doing. And so I turn my light on. I say, I'm going to turn my light on no matter where, no matter if I'm tired or if I'm re- whatever it is, I turn my light on and that saves you because a lot of people turn their lights off. If you, especially if you look at comedians, comedians, when they reach a certain, certain plateau, 
and they've done so great they they start trying to look sexy and you know they trying get to their mind look involved. good yeah they start working out too much you know it's weird and then they turn their light off and they're afraid to to be goofy again when i wake up i said i'm not going to be afraid to be goofy i'm not going to be afraid to be uh, i'm not going to be afraid to challenge myself and it's just a mental thing that you do when you wake up and then once you do that and once you learn how to tap into it you don't need any of the other stuff you know what i'm saying that makes sense i mean it's almost like you create this persona that so yeah. many people are looking at you so many you know yeah. jamie fox now yeah. becomes could become this thing yeah that's this entity that you have to yeah. wrestle all the time yeah. whereas when you were just starting out it was just an idea yeah. you were you yeah you and, know? and what's interesting just a few hundred feet down at the comedy store there was a guy named eric bishop which is my actually that's my real name eric marlon bishop who's at the comedy store who was just got my jokes i would literally i stayed at this place called the hastings hotel on hollywood boulevard it's it's, it's torn down now but it was just like derelicts and crazy people and I bought my own sheets and stuff and I would buy those three minute uh, burritos from 7-Eleven <laughs> I, I bought me a little microwave I put it in and work on my three minute set while it's cooking the reward uh, being a burrito yeah I finish my burrito and then go down to the comedy store I'm Eric Bishop I get on and I get a standing ovation everybody's going crazy then I came back I couldn't get back on because the comedians ran the list and they saw that I got a standing ovation at night so they would never put me back on. So I was like, damn. So I started going to other comedy clubs. I ended up at the Santa Monica Improv and they were they were having the evening at the Improv back in the day. And at that time, like hundreds of guys would show up for the potluck, for the, for the open mic night. And there would be three girls that would show up. The three girls would always get on. So I said, you know what, damn it. I'm going to write on this paper, Stacey Green, Tracy Brown, Jamie Foxx. They end up picking the name Jamie Foxx thinking that I was a girl. Jamie Foxx, is she here? You're going to go first. I said, no, brother, that's, uh, that, that's me. Oh, okay. And I go up in the middle of the show. They call me Fresh Meat because they were actually taping real comedians. And they said, put the fresh meat up because yeah. they're thinking I'm going to get booed. Yeah. I end up getting a standing ovation. That's when Jamie Foxx was born, about 27 years ago. Jamie Foxx is born, and that's when everything started. And, and what was crazy, after that night, people thought I was arrogant because they would say, yeah, that's that guy right there that just got to stand in ovation. Jamie. And I'm like, Jamie. I'm not used to the name. Like, Jamie Foxx. I'm like, this is arrogant. I said, no, I'm just trying to get used to the to name. And then what I did after that, once I got the Jamie Foxx and I added the X because of uh, paying homage to Red Foxx, Jack uh, Letterman's jackets were in at that time, like in 1990. So everybody had a Letterman's jacket. So I went and saved up, got me a Letterman's jacket, and uh, I started working on the name. So on the back of my jacket says "Sly as a dot dot dot." Nice. So you know, I was nice. So when you talk, but but when you talk about the energy of being Jamie Foxx, that is it, and that's why, like it was on the uh, uh, internet or Twitter. People didn't know that my name was Eric Bishop, and it was like crazy. People going crazy. I said, yeah, but. Not to talk in third and fourth person, but Eric Bishop centers Jamie Foxx. Like, Eric right. Bishop is Terrell, Texas. Never left that. Never forget that I'm from Eric Terrell. Eric Bishop turns been. the lights on. Exactly. He turns on the light. He's from Terrell, Texas. Never changed. My family lives with me from Texas. My sister, the 27 years that I've been Jamie Foxx, has never called me Jamie Foxx. She calls me Eric. Yeah. I said, why you don't call me Jamie Foxx? I ain't calling you that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. What is that? You better stay real. And it's interesting. Eric Bishop is like Clark Kent. Jamie Foxx is like the Superman. Yeah. 
and it does take energy to uh, to be Jamie Foxx. That makes sense. Yeah, of course, makes sense. Now, what was it? You know, I'm sure you've known a ton of talented people where they yeah. run into something like that, where they go up, they get a standing ovation, yeah. they don't get callbacks, and they say, "Man, fuck it," yeah. and they just allow that resistance to stop. No, them. you can't. I mean, listen, it, you got to look at what you're doing. It's like we're playing make believe all the time. I tell people all this. We'll be on a set. We was on a movie set. You know, two hundred million dollar set. Somebody goes, "Ah, they don't fucking have Avion." This is, you know, I can't. I can't. I'm not coming out of the trailer. My cigarettes. I need it. And I'll be like, uh, money. We're actually not with the, this is make believe. This yeah. is, I mean, we're all sort of, they're believing their own dream. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's not necessary for that. Like I, my grandparents, my grandmother picked cotton. You feel me? My, 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 my grandfather was a yard man. He woke up at five 30 in the morning so when I can wake up at five thirty in the morning and somebody is picking out my clothes to play a part, you know, you you you, you kind of go like, uh, you know, you you're making a mountain out of. Is that why? Of, is that why people in Hollywood, you know, have a lot of times aren't happy? Is they just I'm gonna tell you what it is. This is what Hollywood is. Hollywood is like cocaine. When you do cocaine, cocaine accents or magnifies whatever you are. You a funny motherfucker. I'm a funnier motherfucker and I'm louder. Right. right? Cocaine, if you're an asshole, you know the people. You've been in yeah. this. So you're like, this motherfucker. You just get long. more he, ear he, beatings. He's, he's from cool, that dude. But when he does that, is you can't. So Hollywood is that. It's the accent. So a lot of people in Hollywood, if you scratch the surface, were nerds growing up and guys and girls treated them a certain way and then they bloom and then they get to Hollywood and then they're throwing all of this power and now they basically want to get everybody back subliminally that looks like the people that treated them bad in high school or mm. junior high and so that's why you see that sort of fester up and the other side of it is this the real ones never trip Al Pacino never trip i'm on the set with al pacino i met him the first time i'm like oh man that's scarfather that's god godfather and scarface <laughs> and i walk up to him and we're at uh some hotel and it's a dim light i'm meeting him for the first time and i said uh, hello mr pacino do you like cranberry juice <laughs> what craig got great cranberry juice jamie you should taste the cran and i'm like cranberry and he was so cool and but he had the goods yeah robert de niro the goods so the people that are really talented and blessed they don't have the bullshit that goes along with it a lot of time the bullshit goes with something that they're sort of coloring in because they don't have that other thing so that's what it is and then on top of it it's the mind fuck like Hollywood will fuck you up and well you know you gotta get on the stick you know there's another guy on the rise that uh, that's looking for the part and so you got that you got that because and it's different like sports I can see you guys, you know, you got look like you can fight. If you're fighting somebody, it's all on you. Yeah. In Hollywood, it's someone else dictating your fight. Yeah. You may not even be able to get in the movie to show them that you could do your thing or your fight. So it works on your on your noodle. And like with me, like like I work with a lot of actors. I won't say their names, but I work with like I work with a lot of white male actors. It's really tough. Because it's a billion male, male white actors. Mm -hmm. There's a billion. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Channing Tate. I mean, all of these guys are basically fighting for the same thing. You know, who's going to be the hot motherfucker, right? Me? 
it's only nine of us. <laughs> it's only nine. It's only nine niggas. It's nine black motherfuckers, right? Is Will? Is me? Terrence Howard? A few other Morris Chestnut? And then there's uh, then there's Morgan Freeman. But you know he older and is uh 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 Glover. Uh, uh, it's nine. I'm gonna work. I don't know if I'm right. gonna work in that movie or this one, but eventually you need a black dude for something. So yeah. I feel a little, I feel a little calm. Like I don't give a fuck if it all goes away. They're gonna need a black dude either for a Disney Channel or for a fucking HBO or for a fucking big movie. I know something's gonna come my way because it ain't that many of us. Am I right? Terrence Howard, what's going on with you, man? <laughs> Look at you, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk to you, man. <laughs> and then it's Denzel. All right, okay. There's nine of us. And okay. then you can do all of nine. Course, of course. So you're definitely going to work. There it is. <laughs> Boom. All right. Okay. <laughs> my nigga. Oh, Which is amazing. crazy to have. I've had these people actually come to my house. Denzel shows up. I do, me and Davo, we do contrast parties where we throw a party and you never know who will pop up. Denzel showed up one night. It was amazing. Denzel's there sitting at the head of the table and all of the other actors and actresses just sitting at his feet and he's just telling these incredible stories. It was amazing. And the contrast was I had a mariachi band show up. And basically the guy, his name is Manny, who I never say anybody work for me at my house. He works with me at my house, you know, and he's outside and he's doing something. And I hear him singing Guadalajara, Guadalajara. I said, Manny, you do mariachi? Yes, I, I do mariachi. I said, man, let me hear your band. I heard his band. I said, man, listen, Denzel is coming over. Bring, bring the goddamn band. And I tell Denzel, I said, Denzel, we've got a surprise for you. We've got a mariachi band that's going to play. All right. Okay. Mariachi, huh? Mariachi. Why, why mariachi? I said, my guy who works with me, Manny, he works at the house. I said, okay, so he works at the house. He does mariachi. Okay, but it was, it's crazy. You're sitting in front of Denzel. He's doing himself. It's crazy. Pause. That's awesome. I want to go back to something you said about Hollywood not necessarily creating something from someone, but just magnifying what's yeah. there. It's like these bright lights are so appealing and yeah, so attractive, but they're heavy as fuck and they'll reveal the cracks. Yeah. But it's not just Hollywood. It's everything. I mean, I work with a lot of fighters, entrepreneurs. Yeah. The moment you reach that point of success where you're in the public eye, you better have done the work on yourself. Yeah. Like you better work on the center. So, cause whatever's in there is going to come out. Some situation is going to put that pressure. It's like if your body's weak and you're trying to play rugby, yeah. you know, you're going to get injured yeah. in that spot. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing. Here's the intangible. When you look at the sign of yin and yang, that's everything in life. Because yin and yang shows you light and dark. Here's the thing with success. Every time there's success, you have to be prepared for the darkness. So anytime something happens good to you, you have to sort, sort of now look out for what's going to anchor that because you can't have sunshine without darkness. So that's the intangible. That's the thing that has nothing to do with anything but whoever created us. I'll say it's God. I said, God says you can't have it all. Like you, it's, it's interesting. I would always say like pretty girls I'd meet here, but the self-esteem would be low. Then you see a girl who's, you know, normal, but her self-esteem is off the hook. Mm -hmm. uh, good looking guys good looking guys we're not billionaires why cause you're good looking <laughs> then the whole thing is we only do what we do because we want the favor of girls but if you're good looking you don't need to be the billion right. billionaire guys not always that good looking <laughs> because while we were out playing football and doing whatever we do being good looking they were somewhere creating 
the internet or whatever it is. Right. So it's always this balance. Cause I did this, I did this, I did this joke on stage called hustle like you're ugly. <laughs> hustle like you're ugly because you ain't got nothing else to do. Right. That's you know, your way out. That, that's, I mean, you might as well create the, and I would, I'll tell this story. I want to say who was in it. I won't say who was in it, but the story of there was this really well-to-do guy and he was such a cool guy, you know, and uh, he leaves the table and, and the guy that's with me, he's really good looking and goes, can you believe that guy is a bill? I said, yeah. I said, why? I said, look at you. you. You've already been blessed with this. So you may not be blessed with the other side of it because you're already. So it's always a balance. So I say that in there's always a balance. Even when you get something good happens to you, just like how we were doing the, the TV show and the TV show turns out great for us. Immediately. Shit started going like, oh, shit. And I'm telling everybody, okay, here comes the darkness. Okay, shit. Okay, you did this. You did that. Okay. You, you, you did a joke and they thought, yo, you, you hate everybody and you did this joke and now this, uh, the, the pit bull communities after you. This, that. So you just had to sort of lay low and say, okay, I understand what it is. But you won't know that until you live it. A lot of times when people get to success and don't know that the darkness is coming, that's when you see them trip and fall. Yeah. The Oscars. When, 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 when people win an Oscar. The ultimate darkness is they may not work again, but you've gone to the mountaintop. You can look at it. It's almost like a, a, a algorithm. It's like when they win that big trophy, something happens. If they don't shake it off quick, they can't get back into the game. And so that's yeah. my that's the one thing I always constantly prepare myself for. If something great happens, just be prepared for whatever the bullshit is going to come along with. And you can also look at that resistance like an asset. You know, like yeah. all of this, all of this shit that we have to deal with, you know, all of the pressures, everything that we had growing up, that's an asset. Like your immune system needs to get challenged when you're yeah. young. So your immune system's healthy. We need resistance. If everything's yeah. easy, you know, we won't get better. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost like, all right, we reach this new level and the universe just dials yeah. it in. God's like, all right, yeah. if we don't give him a little pressure, he's going to get stuck. Exactly. And he's going to stay where he is. Exactly. He's not going to grow. So you need that pressure to adapt, just like training weights. Exactly. You, know, you, need you, it. you break a new record, you got to have more weight, you exactly. know, if you're going to break the next record. Exactly. And, and Here's the thing. I tell people all the time, appreciate the failures. If you look at anybody who skyrockets in our business, that thing is tough. Like I talked to a really famous friend of mine, he calls me one day, just couldn't get his mind around things. And me, I'm like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, we were sitting on a, we, we, we ended up sitting on this boat and he's looking out in the ocean and he goes, uh, I don't know what to do. I said, what the fuck else do you want to do? I just don't know where to go with my career. I said, let me explain something to you. We're on a $23 million boat. We're sitting in front of a $50 million house. What are you talking about? But I couldn't put myself in his head because he had lived on top of the world for so long. And then a couple of things happened and he felt like he wasn't. And I was like, I could tell you this. It's lonely at the top. He said, what you mean? I said, you know why it's lonely? You didn't take anybody with you when you went there. So there's things to be learned about getting there. Like if you're going to get to the top, make sure you got your friends. I got Texas with me. I got, I got Dave O. I got somebody to say, Hey, you're goofy. Your head look weird. Or you're somebody that, 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 you know, keeps you in check and then appreciate. I appreciate my ebb and flow because it keeps me. I call my house the dysfunctional mansion. Like there's places in my house is not fixed. 
<laughs> like there's a room that people go and say, what the fuck is on? Why? Why is that curtain hanging down like that? Why ain't no furniture in here? Unfinished my daughter, ideas. My, my daughter go like, dad, why don't you finish this? I said, uh-uh, I don't want to finish it. <laughs> I, I want to keep, I want to keep a little, a, a, a little hood, if you will, or a little country boy, a little something. And so that's the, that's the part of our business and anybody's business is that when you, when you rise to the top, how do you come back down? How you decompress? How do you re? How do you hit the reset button without it? It's, it's sort of like how, when you scuba dive, and when you're coming up, you have to come up a certain. Yep. You you got to figure out how to just come up, not rise too fast, not rise, get the bends, yeah, yeah, get the bends, man. So, yeah, how much is and how? I think one thing that I find is helpful is when you're not completely focused on yourself you're worried about what effect you're going to have on others in the world you know just take that take that look about oh about me am i going to be successful what's this money going to look like and just look about what you're doing for the world the people you're making laugh you know the people you're helping out when i make a post saying man i had a rough day today but we all have rough days we'll make it by and people like man thanks for that yeah you know that's the shit that really keeps you you going you got to and 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 i'm not for sure what what you're what you know what you have but my two kids Mm -hmm. my family like my my daughter jerks me all the way out of of Jamie Foxx. Like my oldest daughter, like I, you know, I was wearing like you know, I try to stay young. You know what I'm saying? I'm and I shouldn't be in the club. You know, like especially when my daughter's on her way to that club. My daughter's 23, <laughs> and I remember the other day I was going to One Oak. I'm getting ready to walk in, and these two girls pull up. Oh my God, Jamie Foxx! I'm like, yeah, what's up? We know your daughter. I'm like, oh shit, are you going in the club? No, I was. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm headed to. There's an open house up here. That it's a night night opening. I was going to go art show. That, you know what I'm saying? And my daughter yeah. calls me, Dad, are you at the club? No, baby, I'm in the club. <laughs> Jamie Foxx in the. No, I, let me call you right. So you know, my daughter keeps me in check, and that's a that's something that you're blessed and happy to have. That no matter matter what happens before I w- walked up to get the Oscar before they called out my name she says even if they don't call out your name dad you're a good actor just know that and she's 10 years old so she always keeps me in check especially with the young shit like I had on some I don't know some kind of shoes that was she thought was too young like that what do you have on your feet <laughs> I said hey this is this is the the, uh, the, uh, the the stylist she said this is you know a splash of it has some kind of splash of red and a belt buckle and a zipper or some zapetries or something <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it was she says dad uh, take that off you have old feet I said what do you mean your feet are old dad like you got like you, your feet are designed like back in the day I said what does that mean she says dad we've evolved a little since your feet she said you got civil rights feet I said, what does that mean? Like, you got feet for marching. Like, you should march. Get you a nice, comfortable shoe and start a revolution. Uh, so having having those regular things, and like I said, Davo with me taking us to Montana fishing, places where nobody- Nature. But just cool. Just If you can find Because nature that, doesn't give a fuck if you're Jamie Foxx. They don't give a shit. No. The you bears don't care. Not the eagles don't care. Ass, the salmon doesn't care. Get, get your ass fucked up out there. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, so I know you're here, um, you're here launching a sunglasses company and I feel like that's almost like, like a shaman may need a crystal, like a celebrity needs fucking sunglasses. It's almost like an essential part of the kit It's for like energy protection. It's not, not even so much about the sunlight. It's just yeah. about like having like a moment to yourself, yeah. right? And, and being cool too. I never forget, I forget. I used to watch Diddy wear sunglasses everywhere. Diddy was the most amazing sunglass wearer you've ever seen. He could he could wear those fucking sunglasses in pitch black. We'd be in a club. <laughs> this motherfucker wouldn't bump into nothing. 
nothing with the fucking go chat. And I remember trying that shit. I, I'm knocking over bottle service and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? How's he do this shit? Yeah. Our sunglasses, however, is for the people. Let me explain. I I wear these sunglasses on my Instagram and everybody's hit me like thousand like comments like where you get the glasses of those the Gucci the Louis the Ferragamos you know where I got the glasses from four hundred five hundred dollar thousand dollar glasses they exactly. think it is yeah I got them from Chevron the gas station they were like eighteen bucks and people are going crazy yeah. so I hit Davo I said Davo I got an idea why don't we do something fly and affordable where we do a sunglass that looks great that I could take to J-Lo or Kevin Hart or The Rock and give it to them. They feel like the weight, the everything is great. But we do it at a price that's affordable. So Davo got on the stick, called the right people. And uh, the next thing you know, here we are designing these sunglasses that look great. And then we took the Gucci's, the Ferragamos, the Louis, along with our Privés, and we just put them on a table and ask people to price them according to what you think they are. And every time they will put the Privés up the top, like 700, 600, and they're twenty nine ninety nine. So it's a it's a fantastic way to do what you said. It's thinking about the people like mm -hmm. people are looking like there's no way I can access that. But what social media did, it made us all the same size. That's what's good about social media. We're all the same size. Everybody has an account. <clears throat> Whether you have a 87 billion or or 200, you still have a way to get out. You still have a way to touch people. You still have a way. So we're all the same size. So why not let them in? Why not let them in on what we're doing on the red carpet by having a shade that you could wear that's either J-Lo or, 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 or all of these other fantastic people that you watch and, and feel good about it. And the quality is great because here's what we said. You're not going to lose your jacket or your, uh, your pants, but you're going to lose your shades. Or sit on them. Or sit on them. I, I've spent a million dollars yeah. in shades. I can't find <laughs> one shade. I used to have these shades that I had on a box and the fucking lights and open it. Look at these. Have people come over to watch them. Look like at the that, Pulp yeah. Fiction box? Yeah, like just, that. Just, open just them just up. Look, up. Look, look at that. The glass is uh, <laughs> tempered from uh, in the uh, in indigenous in the forest. Where they, all this shit that the guy sold me and I spent yeah. like, you know, $200,000 and shit. I opened that box one day. Where the fuck did I put them glasses? <laughs> After I yeah. took them off, I was telling them it was tempered glass. <laughs> and so with that in mind, quality uh, and affordable, fly and affordable. So it's, uh, it's, it's perfect. Where do people go to get them? They're going Amazon. They can go right on Amazon and it's Privé. What's the rest of it? Privé Revo. Privé Revo. We even gave it a nice, you know. People are going to have a hell of a time Privé, Googling that. Privé <laughs> Revo. But it's really cool. I just figured out how to put the little accents on the E's like six you know months saying? ago. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how to I'm do that. I'm spelling rose like rose. <laughs> man, why you want some rose? Why you want <laughs> yeah, exactly. rose? But yeah, it's really cool, man. And, and we really feel good about it. And we, I mean, we got a great host of people, Jeremy Piven, um, Ashley Benson, and uh, Haley Steinfeld. Who who are wearing them? We did a commercial. The commercial is cool. We all look fly. But like I said, at the end of the day, twenty nine ninety nine. You don't have to tell your 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 girlfriend or your wife. I spent thirty bucks. Yeah. And your wife doesn't have to tell your husband. I spent thirty bucks. So it's a it's a, we just a, we did the Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg show. We we had Martha Stewart the box, a big nice box. She opens it up. I said, how much you think those shades cost? And Patty Labelle was there. She said, oh honey. I know those are eight hundred dollars, Jamie. This is, that's your new line. Oh yes, somewhere. Over. 
much. So she was just thought it was a thousand dollars, and Snoop was like, "Yeah, cuz I think that's like six hundred, cuz at least, cuz you know." And Martha Stewart goes, "No, if I know Jamie Foxx, and if I know he's smart, this is an affordable shade. I'm not for sure how much." But I know it's not that. And she she knew. I mean, yeah. Martha Stewart knows what it's about of being, you know, that's how she made her uh, um, her empire, by being classy and affordable. So hopefully uh, some of that will rub off. That's awesome. And you got a new show on Fox. Man. Shazam. That's it's coming great. on in a few hours. What time is it? It's two o'clock now. For people listening, it may not be two o'clock. Don't get confused. Yeah, well, well what, what, whatever it is, today it's actually going to come on. It, it comes on Thursday, eight yeah. p.m. Eastern. Shout out to uh, on Fox. Shout out to Jeff Aploff. Shout out to Mark Burnett, who you know put it all together. Who also did the voice, the Survivor. Uh, don't forget the lyrics. Uh, shout out to my crew, Johnny Mac, Speedy, Tyron. TDP, Davo, who really, I mean, it was, I had, had no idea that the game show was going to be that tough. And at one point, we thought we really made a mistake. We were shooting one day and it took like 10 hours. We were like, oh, fuck, this, this is going to be bad. Because the slogan was Fox back on Fox. I said, I could see the, the headline the next day when this come out, Fox on Fox flops. <laughs> right? <clears throat> but luckily, we pulled it all together. Davo was fantastic in bringing Odell Beckham Snoop to the to the to the party and it's basically people identifying songs they battle against each other three teams of two battle against each other to see who can identify the hit songs the fastest like name that tune at the end of it only one team uh, goes up against the app Shazam and if they can beat the app Shazam six times six songs they get a million dollars that's gotta it's, be hard oh it's it's way hard but it's been incredible and what we didn't anticipate was the stories of the people <clears throat> everybody was playing for other people like you said yeah. somebody said my mom's house burned down i'm playing for that somebody said i don't have medical benefits i'm playing for a friend of mine uh that doesn't have medical benefits and then one kid goes student loans student loans was the biggest theme everybody was trying to pay off their student loans we, we had like 10 people say that so this one father and a son this the first show it was the first show right First show, the son, son's like, I just want to pay off my student loans. They end up winning like close to a quarter of a million dollars. The father starts crying and says, my little babies, I can now put them through college. My three, three little girls, they live in Billings, Montana. So that's what we didn't anticipate. Man. Real people seeing us for the first time, being on camera in front of millions of people for the first time and seeing them in their, in their thirst in the knowledge of music and making it fun. Uh, it, it really uh, it really sends chills and there was this one lady I will tell you this people do win a lot of money and at one point you will see somebody win their big prize I won't say what it was but this one lady had a story she was she adopted kids from Haiti and they were in the audience and we started talking about adoption and I was adopted at seven months and she started crying and then I was like hey you know hey, man 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 you know because I'm not I'm a gangster I couldn't right. cry you know I've right. murdered people before not in this country <laughs> but I've murdered people so I couldn't cry <laughs> but I mean I was like hey, man man hey, man 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 so I had to walk off so it was one of those moments that you didn't anticipate in a fun family show that you do get some uh uh, great moments and a lot of money, a lot of fun. Odell Beckham is going to be on tonight, and so it's it's fun. That's awesome, man. Well, thank you for what you do. You made a lot of people laugh. Thank you. A lot man. of people enjoyed what thank you, you what you brought to this world. So thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure. All right, baby. Cool. Not only do I love the ingredients between the fish oil, the borage oil, the avocado, and the curcumin, 
I love how it makes me feel. It's one of those things that I take it and I notice a difference in my body. My joints feel better. My whole body feels better. It feels like it cools down my entire system and it tastes delicious. I leave it in the fridge. I don't even need to mix it with anything. I just squirt a dash in my mouth and I'm ready to go. This is the game changer for me for Onnit for 2017. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Check out onnit.com slash Aubrey and you'll get your 10% discount and get you some joint oil.